What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founder's Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. Today, we are going to try something new and different, but it's something that I'm really excited about. Aside from building businesses myself, something that I am just as passionate about is studying how other builders have successfully built their own businesses. Not only are their stories fascinating, but I find that there are so many quality lessons to be learned through their lived experiences. So today, I'm going to share a story of an incredibly successful builder, the story of his company, and the lessons that we can all learn from his success. Let's hop into it. Does the name Colin Wong ring a bell? It probably doesn't. And I didn't expect you to know the name. I hadn't heard of Colin more than two weeks ago. Despite him being worth $46.4 billion, which puts him at number 28 on the world's richest list, and being the founder of the 50th largest company in the world. Colin Wong is a 41-year-old internet entrepreneur who has founded at least three internet startups, the most notable being his most recent company, which is Pinduo Duo. The best way to describe the company is if Costco and Disneyland had a baby. It sounds like an, a ridiculous comparison, but I actually think you're going to find it pretty appropriate. Pinduo Duo offers a discount shopping experience to 490 million monthly active users that is littered with contests and coupons to keep people engaged and have them refer their family and friends. No matter how you describe Pinduo Duo, though, the company is an absolute behemoth. It has quickly become one of the largest e-commerce companies in China and the entire world, doing $8.5 billion in revenue in 2020 and taking up 14% of the entire e-commerce market in China. But what I find most fascinating about Pinduoduo is not its size. There are several $100 billion companies. It is the lightning speed in which it accomplished that size. Pinduoduo was founded in 2015. It IPO'd less than three years later in 2018. The company has gone from $71 million of revenue in its first full year of business in 2016 to $8.5 billion or 119x in just six years of business. That is where my fascination lies the speed at which they scaled, and what we can learn from it. I want us all to walk away from Pinduoduo's story with a few key lessons about the type of business it takes and the type of business builder it takes to grow something from baby to behemoth so incredibly quickly. And in order for us to do that, we need to better understand Colin Wong. Colin was born in 1980, just outside of Hangzhou, China to working class parents. Both of them were factory workers and neither of them finished junior high. Fun fact for you, Hangzhou is the same city where Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba, was born, grew up, 
and where Alibaba is headquartered today. If I had to sum up Colin's childhood and young adulthood, I would describe it as a combination of talent, grit, and right time, right place. At a young age, Colin demonstrated a love for math and science, and his aptitude for these subjects earned him amazing opportunities like admission to a super selective foreign language school, as well as his first internship at a little Seattle-based tech company called Microsoft. What is absolutely crazy is in his summer of interning for Microsoft, he made more than his parents did in an entire year of working in the factories. After Microsoft and after graduating from the University of Wisconsin, Colin decided to join an actually small tech company at the time, a company called Google. Colin was one of the first hundred employees at Google and joined just before the company went public in August of 2004. Colin started as an engineer. He transitioned to product manager and then had the amazing opportunity of helping the company launch Google China in 2006. Three years after joining the company, Wang left Google to become an entrepreneur. One more thing before we take stock of Colin's early years just overall. In 2006, one of Colin Wong's then-mentors, Duan Young-Ping, the founder of BBK Electronics, which is a multi-billion dollar conglomerate and consumer electronics brand, he won an auctioned lunch with Warren Buffett for $620,000. Basically, every year, Warren Buffett auctions off a lunch for charity and Colin's mentor won it in 2006. And who did Young Ping bring as one of his guests to the lunch? None other than a mid-20-something Colin Wong. Why does this even matter? Well, I think it's one of the most important lessons we can learn from Colin's pre-Pinduoduo years. Colin knew how to make things happen for himself. Of course he was smart, and of course he worked hard. But there are a ton of smart, hardworking people in the world that haven't seen even close to the success that Colin has. What Colin did exceptionally well was surrounding himself with great thinkers and seizing great opportunities. In Colin's first 25 years of life, he literally received direct mentorship from six billionaires. Bill Gates, who he met through his first internship at Microsoft, William Ding, the founder of NetEase, which is one of the world's largest online game businesses. Supposedly, they became friends on an online forum when Colin helped William solve a technical problem. Larry Page and Sergey Brin, through Colin being a first 100 employee at Google. Then, like I mentioned, Duan Young Ping, which William Ding had introduced Colin to while Wang was at Google. Warren Buffett, through that lunch that I just mentioned, he got to meet Warren Buffett. And then Pony Ma, the founder and CEO of Tencent. All of these people were in Colin's inner circle and considered to be mentors of this entrepreneur. And some of these connections happen through Colin's own doing, and some of them happen through luck and serendipity. But regardless, Colin surrounded himself with some of the best business thinkers on planet Earth prior to starting his own company. Beyond just the connections that these folks could offer Colin, they more importantly could offer him ideas and insights that the 
average professional would never get, or it would take them decades of learning for themselves to get to the same place. One example is a mentor of Colin encouraged him to join Google rather than join Microsoft after school. And he also told Colin to stay there for at least three years in order to reach an important enough position in the company. By doing that, he not only gained exposure to Larry and Sergey, the co-founders, but he also experienced foundational roles that gave him the toolkit to build, run, and launch totally new businesses. So let's keep the story moving. It's 2007, and Colin has recently left Google to start his own business. He decides that he wants to start an e-commerce company to play into two major Chinese trends. The first is rising consumption in China as a portion of GDP, and the second is rising income of the middle class. He starts Woku, a site that sold consumer electronics and home appliances online. Within three years, he sells that company for $2.2 million. Without taking a second to breathe, he founds Lecky, a consultancy that basically would help big brands run their e-commerce businesses on top of China's biggest internet shopping platforms, which at the time were Alibaba and JD.com. We'll talk about it more in a minute, but what you may be starting to notice is that every single one of Colin's professional experiences, while unique in their own right, is creating a perfect formula for Colin to be the perfect founder of Pinduoduo. Remember, the best way to understand this company is where Costco meets Disneyland. And so far, Colin has had the relevant experience to understand selling goods at scale, like a Costco, through his business, Woku. And he's had the relevant experience to understand the ins and outs of e-commerce, like an Amazon, through his consulting work he did with Lecky. All that was left was bringing Disneyland, or this idea of fun and games, to e-commerce, which his next experience would give him. At the same time that Colin was running Lecky, mobile and social gaming was getting big in China. Colin decided to start a mobile gaming studio where his team would develop online games like Texas Hold'em and Mafia City. It was this experience of building games on top of WeChat, which is one of China's super apps, that Wang landed on the idea of social e-commerce. This is where Disneyland comes in. In 2015, Colin launched Pin Hao Huo, which he wanted to be a real-world Farmville. Colin created a marketplace on top of WeChat where consumers could buy fruit and vegetables directly from rural farmers and shoppers could get a better price on goods if they were able to persuade their friends or family to buy the same product. The last part of that sentence was the great unlock for what became Pinduoduo, gamifying the experience to encourage friends to buy the same product. A few months later, still in 2015, Colin launches Pinduoduo, which leveraged the best parts of Pin Hao Huo and left up the worst. Unlike the first business, it focused on being a true marketplace where Colin and his team took no inventory risk, actually buying the fruit and vegetables, which they originally did, and then sold it effectively as a retailer to customers. Instead, Pinduoduo allowed any merchant to list their goods on the platform and sell them to customers, but they would be responsible for holding the inventory and fulfilling the orders. 
This model was more sustainable and exposed the company to less risk. Now that the marketplace model was set between manufacturer or farmer and customer, how did Colin and team do it? How were they able to grow from zero to $200 billion in market cap in six years? There are three main reasons. The first is audience. Pinduoduo obsessed over an audience that had been forgotten by the e-commerce powerhouses of JD.com and Alibaba in China. And those were individuals in tier three and four cities. JD and Alibaba focused on tier one and tier twos. And as you go down in tiers, the cities decrease in size and affluence and move away from prime metropolitan locations to more rural surrounds. But even more specifically, Pinduoduo focused on women between the ages of 25 and 35. 70% of Pinduoduo's users are women. Many of them are taking care of the household. And for many of them, this is their first experience using e-commerce to shop. And while consumers in tiers three and four spend less than their counterparts in tier one and two, the products and pricing that Pinduoduo offers to this market segment is a perfect fit. And also, according to research, spending by young consumers in these smaller cities in China is accounting for 60% of spending growth in the country. This was also an audience that would prove to be incredibly engaged with the platform and come back several times a week, if not several times a day. The second reason for their meteoric rise is product and pricing. First, the company has focused on essentials that their core audience will care about. Things like perishables, clothing, and their number one seller, which is tissues. Second, the product is built for browsing, not searching. When you go into Pinduoduo, the experience is more like TikTok, where you scroll vertically and things are recommended to you rather than knowing what you want, searching it, and buying it. This has allowed the company to get away with longer shipping times because people aren't immediately expecting something they were searching for in the first place. And third, the platform is all about great pricing. Pinduoduo is obviously a discount retailer, but it built into its platform the ability to get up to 90% discounts on goods by buying as a group versus buying as an individual. For example, just to give you context of their pricing, 10 boxes of tissues costs $1.90. Bed sheets is $1.50. And umbrellas are $1.51. That takes us to the third thing, which is authentic virality. This is the secret sauce of Pinduoduo and where Colin Wong's diverse experience in tech, e-commerce, and gaming has made this company so powerful. Let's say you go to buy tissues on the platform. What you will see is two prices. You will see the individual price, and you will see the team buy price. I'm just making this up, but individual price could be, let's say, $4, and the team buy price could be $1.90. If you see that dramatic discount, how could you not click team buy as a consumer? You'd obviously click it. And what clicking the team buy price does is it means that if within a specific period of time, if you are able to join or create a buying group of a certain number of people, you will be able to buy the good for anywhere between 
a 40 to 90% discount. Think about the network effect that is created by this feature. In an effort to win the game and get better pricing, you have millions of Pinduoduo loyalists that will solicit their friends and family to join their buying group in order for them all to get super discounted pricing. And even better, there's a feature called Price Chop where if you get enough people signed up and part of your group, you literally don't have to pay for the good that you were buying in the first place. It is this combination of audience obsession, viral product design, and heavy discount pricing that has made Pinduoduo's meteoric rise possible. So what timeless lessons can any of us take from this as builders? A few things. First, have a deep sense of your customer from day one. It is not always about serving the highest earning customer or the customer that's perceived to be sexiest by the public. And actually, the sexiest customers are probably the ones you should be most concerned about serving because if the public is talking about them, there's probably already a lot of competition serving them. Also, understanding what your customer needs and how they haven't been served by existing businesses is key. This is what Colin and Pinduoduo did so well. They saw that smaller, lower income, more rural cities were not adequately served by the e-commerce giants in China, and they saw an opportunity to fill that gap and create their own entry point into a hyper-crowded market. The second lesson is the power of mentorship. The word mentor gets thrown around a ton, and I generally think it's because people associate mentorship with this false notion of literally approaching someone more senior than you to be your mentor. This isn't how it works in the real world. Through doing good work and taking interest in others' work, people gravitate towards you. The gravitational pull that you create gives you the opportunity to surround yourself with really bright people who will hopefully push you to think differently. Colin Wong mastered this craft at a young age, and I have zero doubt it provided an incredible foundation for how he thinks about Pinduoduo and business today. And the third lesson is finding ways to build authentic virality into your product when possible. There is a clear difference between growth hacking and product-led virality. Growth hacking does nothing to benefit your customer and therefore is unlikely to be a long-term viable strategy for scaling your business. Product-led virality is where you start with your customer first and say, what would make this product significantly better for them and happens to build in network effects and a viral loop that will help us acquire many more customers as well. That's what the team buy feature does for Pinduoduo. It's been an incredible engine of growth for the company, but first and foremost, it allows Pinduoduo's customers who are cost conscious to have the opportunity to buy any product they want at a discount. And that, my friends, is the story of Colin Wong and Pinduoduo. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. Did you enjoy this remix on a business case study? My hope is that you found it both entertaining and educational all at once. Shoot me an email at foundersjournal at morningbrew.com with your thoughts. I would love to know if you'd like for me to do more of these moving forward or stick to my bread and butter. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. 
You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.